Welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static, where we pick a random word randomly. It randomly gets picked. We don't pick anything. <laughs> where we use a random word generator to pick a word for us. Yep. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. And away we go. Away we go. Away we go. Let me, I just gotta, we just gotta turn it on. I can't, I can't find the button. I don't, uh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no. Technical difficulties. The button. It's gone. Oh no. The table. It's broken. <laughs> it's broken. I did that at work the other day. I said, oh no. The patient. It's broken. And nobody laughed. No, like one person got it. <laughs> they were like, that's so six months ago. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, I know. It's still funny to me. Meadow. M E A D O W. Mido. Thank you. That was helpful. Meadow. That was a very peaceful word that just like made me think of like girl like frolicking through a field of wildflowers. Is that is that what's in a meadow? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. I would say that that's what's in a meadow for sure. For sure. My my first thought was Tuck Everlasting. Oh, do you not know this this book slash movie? No, I'm unfamiliar. Oh, fascinating. So the Tuck family, and I thought of this recently because I, I think it's problematic now. The Tuck family is this family that accidentally found the fountain of youth in their travels, and they all drank from it. And so this family continued to travel around. They had a house in a meadow, and this little girl named Winifred, I think she went by Winnie, found them. And this is where it gets hazy, but basically as she grows (laughs) up, she discovers that something is weird about these people. Oh, they don't age. (laughs) Right, they don't age, and they never let her drink from the fountain or took her to the fountain. I feel like she falls in love with Tuck, who's like 17. She's like eight. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna have to Google the plot now because I'm concerned I'm missing a lot of important parts. But I think the problematic part- is the, is that Was that the problematic part? The, the teenager part. The eight-year-old and the, and the 17-year-old who's not really a 17-year-old anymore. Yeah, who's actually like 49 or whatever. Right, like, right. Like, yeah, you're like, ah, uh, that sounds a little bit like grooming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same problem with Twilight. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Prime example. It was published in 1975. I did not think it was that old. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> Plot summary. Here we go. Oh, she was a 10-year-old. 10-year-old Winifred Winnie Foster. Okay. There's a movie? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a movie. Who lives at the edge of the village of Tree Gap. I feel like Tree Gap was not that inventive of a name. No, not really. Didn't think too hard on that one. She sees a young man, Jesse Tuck, drink from a small spring. When she asks his age, he first says he's 104. Then changes the answer to 17. (laughs) Oh my god, she's 10! You pedophile. Winnie wants to drink from the spring, but Jesse stops her. When she mentions her father, Jesse becomes scared. She will tell him about the spring and they kidnap Winnie. Oh, okay. So she doesn't like find and join this family by choice. <laughs> this is a terrifying story. Tuck explains that 87 years ago, they had passed through the wood while looking for land to farm. They drank from the spring. After 20 years, the Tucks realized they were not aging. Miles' wife left him, taking their son and daughter. Forced to leave their farm, the Tucks returned to the direction of Tree Gap. After seeing that the clearing around the spring had not changed in 20 years, the Tucks realized that the spring had made them immortal. Oh. Oh, here we go. Winnie quickly grows fond of the Tucks. Angus, the patriarch of the family, explains that he wants to grow old but can't. He asks her to keep the Tucks secret, saying that if others find out about the spring, they would drink from it and regret their immortality. Oh, so he, he, can, he tells her. Yeah. That evening, Jesse proposes that after Winnie turns 17, she drink from the spring and leave eternally with him. So she is still 10 years old. Oh, 
What if she grows up to be fugly? Like seven years is I'm, a while. I'm trying to get to the ending. This is a this is a, a nightmare story, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm I need to know what happens. So it sounds like she says no, and the tucks run. Oh, two weeks pass. Winnie sees a toad threatened by a dog. She snatches up the toad and pours the water from Jesse's bottle over it. So she gives up her chance at immortality for the toad. Okay. Decades later, 1950, May and Angus Tuck return to Treegath. They learn that three years earlier, in 47, the wood was struck by lightning and burned, bulldozed, and now a gas station stands on the site. (laughs) Angus finds Winnie's grave and learns that she died two years ago in 1948 after being married and having children. He feels proud. As they leave the town, they see a toad squatting on the road. Angus moves it to the side of the road, commenting that it must think it's going to live forever. It's going to, because it's the toad that has the water on it. Wow, that was a long walk. We took a long walk. We <laughs> we did. That's the problematic part of Tuck Everlasting, is that a 17-year-old tries to convince a 10-year-old to save herself for seven years and then drink from a well to be forever immortal with him. Not a 17-year-old, a 104-year-old. Right, a 104-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. Literally 10 times this woman's age, this child's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, still in a 17-year-old's body, but, like, the brain has been through a lot, you know? Yeah, a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma to unpack there. That's, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, never heard of that one. Thankfully, for good reason, but I, I appreciate you taking us all through that. Now we don't have to read it or watch it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was forced to watch it slash read it in like middle school i think it was middle school reading oh really not for us maybe even high school reading i was definitely forced to partake in this in a class i did not voluntarily decide to read this book i wonder how many other people were forced to do that because that was definitely not part of our educational system at least that i went through i don't remember that being on any reading list and i remember it either right before or right after a shakespeare section Like in your in your uh, elementary school career, you're like, oh, we did Shakespeare and then we did Tuck Everlasting and both of those were traumatizing. Yeah, no, in like a middle, I think it was middle school English. Genuinely, I think it was middle school English. And I think, yeah, I think it was like you did Shakespeare. Oh, you know what? Maybe that was freshman year because I remember the teacher talking about that movie. What's that movie? Oh my God. It's got Heath Ledger in it and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You, about how that is modern day Taming of the Shrew because mm-hmm. we had read Taming of the Shrew, which was Shakespeare. Yeah, that's that's correct. And yeah, we also didn't do Shakespeare until high school. So I don't know. We definitely didn't do Tuck Everlasting. It was weird. Be glad I you think didn't. that's right for us too. We did a lot of, we did Romeo and Juliet. We did Ham. We did all the classics. Yeah. And then we did like the Iliad and um, with Odysseus and all that stuff, like Greek, Greek philosopher writings. Yeah, I was an English major. So. Oh, I always forget that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I always remember you went to college and always forget that you were an English major. Yeah. Also, I had to read Beowulf in the original Old English. <laughs> that was a trip. That was a weird that one. painful. It honestly was less painful than you would think because like the words, it's still like the right alphabet, but all the letters are in weird order. <laughs> so mm. like it's kind of... Kind of like that brain teaser. I don't know if you've seen those where like the first and the last letter are the same, but the middle's all scrambled, but you can still kind of read what's going on. Oh, I have seen those. Yeah. It kind of felt like that. So it was weird because like I, we opened to the chapter, right? And our teacher who was this like dinosaur, but loved his job, you know? So like great at what he did. He knew his stuff. We all literally opened <laughs> to this poem and he goes, okay, I know. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> because all of us were like, this is gibberish what the fuck do you mean we have to read this like what are you talking about he was like breathe take a second and just try and you're gonna see it's a lot easier than you think and you could really like read through it pretty quickly which was the craziest thing but there was a lot of like looking up words 
because there were a lot of words where I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Thank God for footnotes. But anyway, yeah, that was a, that's what I did in college. It was a, it was super fun. I forgot you were an English major, but you don't do a ton of like reading for fun now, do you? No, I don't really read too much now. And I always like would beat myself up about that. And like, I miss, I miss it. But then I keep seeing these TikToks about like burnt out adults who like used to read all the time and now just like scroll through TikTok because it's like the same dopamine hit. <laughs> it's just faster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it and that's that's the problem, right? Is that is that video takes over a lot of Yeah, that's where I get my storytelling from nowadays. But I mean, I do miss reading occasionally. It's just like, yeah, I haven't done it in so long and especially not outside of something that's like short form like a article in so long that it's I don't know, it feels weird to like sit down and open a book. <laughs> okay, but it's good for you. I mean, I read all the time. It's just I read a lot of articles. Does that count? <laughs> so, when I was in middle school, you would like read so many things per x amount of time to get like a, a pan pizza from the local pizza place oh yeah we did that in middle school too yeah except it was pizza hut but yeah <laughs> yeah and they would argue that articles did not count so i'm gonna go with their rules here and say that articles do not count what if they're well not from like a newspaper were those the newspaper days <laughs> Oh my god, no. There was online articles like MSN and everything else. <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> I read a lot of captions. LOL. Captions. Okay. Yeah. That also just made me think of like the Midwest because the meadows are like flat, like kind of prairies or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's just very like flat, isn't it? <laughs> The most frustrating part for me in my ecology class was the differentiating type conversation words like that, like the difference between a prairie and a meadow and a bog and a, like all these and you know like a forest or a flatland or a, or a tundra or a. <laughs> A forest versus a wood versus a timber. And it was just like, we have so many words to say big, flat piece of land with a few trees. <laughs> so many words. Tundra is not that, but no, you know what but I mean. Yeah. The rest of I mean, they do all mean different things and they're important to people who like deal with that kind of stuff. But uh, for your, your everyday person, they're all prairies to me. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you talk to somebody about a ravine and they'd be like, do you mean the crick? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a creek or a ravine. There yeah, is no. What crick. is a crick? <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's crickets down there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Language is interesting. That's why I became an. Well, it's part one of the reasons I became an English major is like the English language, the way we we talk to each other and say things is just so fascinating. I also we've talked about this on many an episode, but I'm still mad that a word like meadow is pronounced like med, but they added an a to it. Like, why wouldn't this be meto? <laughs> it makes me mad. Yeah, there's a lot of weird pronunciation things in English that don't make any sense. I get it. That's why, that's why English is a tricky language to learn is because other languages are used to learning rules. Of course, there's exceptions here and there, but we have a lot of fucking exceptions. Seriously. We're moving on words, though, because I'm tired of me now. Yeah, next one. I don't want to talk about prairies anymore either, so moving on. I don't know what this word means. Eflux? Ooh, I don't either. Let's look it up. <laughs> E-F-F-L-U-X? I don't know. E-F-F-L-U-X. Efflux? <laughs> oh, I was wondering if that's what that was. So flux usually means like movement of some sort. So I was wondering if it had something to do with movement. The flowing out of a particular substance or particle. The same active efflux of sodium from the cytoplasm to the external medium. It's said like F flux. Hang on, we're gonna make them we're gonna make we're gonna make Google talk. I feel like this is a science science only term. <laughs> like we wouldn't use this in our day to day. Flux. Flux. Why is it just saying flux? 
It's not flux. It's the whole thing. Well, my uh, autocorrect didn't even think it was a word. So. F flux. Oh, here we go. F flux. I can turn it on to slow. F flux. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it again. That made me so happy. One more time. One more time. Here we go. F flux. F flux, man. F flux. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough on that one. That was amazing. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> we'll go to a different word, but that's what a flux means for those of you that we didn't know. Something new today. <laughs> champion or champion or champ champion. Champ ion. Champ. Pion. Chompion. Chompion. That makes me think of sweatpants and sweatshirts. Champion used to be the reject brand and they're on a come up. I know. They used to be the cheap ones. Yeah. And now it's like way too expensive for no reason. They are cute though. They are my favorite leggings currently. Champion. Champion makes me think of a lot of things. Makes me think of Gladiator. Both the movie and the thing. I could see that. The other thing it made me think of was what's that show? Ultimate, no, Ultimate Warrior or whatever, where they like go through this obstacle. Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior, yeah, that one. That also made me think of Ninja Warrior. I was like, oh, Champion, that's like, like an obstacle course show. <laughs> it's not. But yes, Ninja Warrior is great. I think it's American Ninja Warrior is the, oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. full title. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I, if I could swim, I might try that. Because <laughs> when you fall, you fall directly into a pool of water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, swim your way out. Yeah, the whole thing looks very difficult. I, I would definitely need to do some serious training before trying to attempt one of those things. Same, same. People build whole obstacle courses in their gyms to train for these things. In their backyards, some of these people? Yeah. Like, I used to love watching that show. It's just so interesting, like, the things people commit their time to. But, oh, they were committed. And then you see some of these backstories. People are like, oh, I built this whole thing in my garage and I've been training, like, six hours a day. And then they, like, fuck up the first three On the seconds. first article, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, then you're like, oh. oh. Damn. So much for your training. And then there's someone that's like, I'm a waitress and I don't know. I just thought this would be fun. And, like, and, then, and then hammers it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been – we so in jiu-jitsu, when you go up a belt, you take a belt test and they're very cardio intensive. It's like doing a lot of stuff in a row, right? Like it's all your skills. And I've been like, man, I got to figure out a way to – to train my cardio. I need like a bike or something to make my cardiovascular system better. Mm-hmm. Like a Peloton. <laughs> like a Peloton. And when I think about that, that's my my next thought is I'm like, oh God, yeah, if I could make my cardiovascular system so much better, my my world is my oyster, right? Like I could go on Ninja Warrior. I could I could run a marathon. You know what? I am going to run a marathon. Like that's what my brain does. And that's like, I mean, I can't, I can't just own a Peloton. I can't do that. That just reminds me of, I don't know if you've watched it, but yesterday I started or tried to watch the show called Limitless with uh chris chris hemsworth. hemsworth yeah that's so what i've that seen the ads of. for it i've seen i think the you ads would love it, it but Plus. also it might be dangerous i've seen the ads and i've i've debated about it but i don't know like i've tried to watch stuff with like leading actors being in topics like that and i get tired of it very quickly uh i'm not gonna say it was great it was like a no. weird tie-in because it's him doing like these death defying like weird trainings to lower his stress level so it's a little bit of a confusing mashup and the tie-in throughout is weird because they keep like bringing it back to that he'll be like yeah that was fucking intense and terrifying and i just need to like remember mindfulness so my stress doesn't get the best of me 
Like, what, dude? You almost drowned. You just you just jumped into a pool with your hands and feet tied. Is this limitless or is this Houdini training? I'm confused. <laughs> it's like, well, oh my god. It was the first episode is to like teach him to like be, a, be more in control in stressful situations. So they put him through, what is it called? Not Secret Service. Special Forces training or like, which they call drown proofing where they tie your hands behind you and they tie your feet and they throw you into a pool and you have to do several tests one of which is swimming two laps recovering goggles from the bottom of the pool all of this crazy shit the special forces guy oh my god these guys do not play around he literally was like yeah if you feel like you're gonna black out or drown just you know float up and we'll do the rest from there (laughs) oh my god you just said that to thor you said that to thor He was so unimpressed with Thor. He was like, literally his first round, he was like, oh, and that's a fail. And that's a fail. And when he got out of the pool, he was like, well, uh, you did pretty crap, except for, no, you did crap. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, right after you watch all the Thor movies, I'm going to need you to go watch Limitless to remind yourself that Chris Hemsworth is in fact just a man. Just a man, like everybody else, who apparently struggles with some severe anxiety. Uh, interesting to view, I guess. Yeah, so I've heard both Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans got a lot of anxiety. It just worsened as they were in the Marvel Universe, especially. They had, it was just something about being that big, that huge, yeah. that like ruined their their mental health. Oh, I mean, I could totally see that. That's And that's a lot of pressure, especially being under Disney's thumb. I mean, Disney's mm. ruined one of many children's lives. So That's true. I can't imagine they treat their adults any better. Look at Lindsay Lohan. Hey, she's having a come up, okay? She's in a, a holiday a Hallmark movie this year. Oh my God, I watched it. <laughs> you do? Was it good? Listen, no. it's, it's one of those, it's, I guess, like, every Lindsay Lohan movie since she's been, like, acting again, but it's one of those things where, like, everybody else around her, there's, like, one or two good actors in that movie, everybody else is overacting, and then there's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like... Just good enough not to be miserable to watch, but, like, not bad. Right. So, like, all the close-ups and, like, one-on-one scenes, you're, like, oh, wait, this is kind of painful, but then they cut to, like, a good actor, and you're, like, oh, okay, this is entertaining um and so like the one-on-one scenes between like her and the love interest who I would say was like a really good actor it was like easier to get through those but it was like literally every time they cut to her you just be like oh oh god is her face not moving because she doesn't know how is it the Botox like what dude what what platform is she on what what is this on uh Netflix a Netflix holiday movie, I believe, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. We gotta watch it. I gotta see it. It is absolutely everything you would think of for a Hallmark movie. Like, the set is ridiculous. Like, perfectly frosted windows. And, right, like, everything right, right, is yeah. so over-decorated for Christmas. Santa Claus is there. Yep. This whole tracks. It's all tracks, yeah. Whole thing. But Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I can't get over her in Freaky Friday. It was just the best, the best movie ever. And Mean Girls was a very close tie. Mean Girls is a great one. Yeah, the fact that her career yeeted itself off the side of a bridge is just sad to me. So. Oh yeah, I now I remember how we got on this Disney Kids. I mean, yeah, I think she could have had like a really great long career if her mentals weren't fucked with. So yeah. You know. <laughs> oh wait, I'm trying to figure out how do we come back around. We were talking about Marvel. <laughs> oh. I, well, I was going to say, you could argue that Nickelodeon kids were more fucked because the stuff you hear from a lot of them now, it's like, oh. 
Oh, yeah. Like true. Amanda Bynes and uh, what's her face? Oh, my God. I can't think of her name. She just wrote that incredible book. Thank God my mom's dead. Oh, uh, from iCarly. Shit, I don't know. But yes, I know who you're talking about. I think yeah, she was all she's over great. After her book came out, but. And some of the other people from Victorious have come out and said some terrible shit. And mm-hmm. so, like, Nickelodeon, maybe not as great either. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that anybody who works with child actors probably isn't the best for child actor yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would. Yeah. Seems right. And I think I am the champion of this episode. Oh, that's what we were talking about. I that's like, what it was. Why the hell were we talking about Thor? <laughs> we came all okay, the way yeah. back around yep, yep. to champion. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was really the only thing I thought of was Ninja Warrior and sweatpants. That's okay. I think I'm okay with that. I think that makes sense to me. Champions also make me think of uh, trophies, and I really love when mm. people give friends really elaborate trophies for really stupid things. It makes me very happy. <laughs> like this huge elaborate trophy that says "best chip bag open lever." <laughs> Okay, that's uh, interesting, and now I know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're joking, but that's going to be your your bride human uh, gift. It's going to be some elaborate trophy that says, like, best podcast co-host or something with a ridiculous topper on it. <laughs> and now everyone listening knows what to get Christine, if you ever feel like getting her a present. Bride human? <laughs> Is that what we're being called now? Yeah, everybody is is bride humans, so that's the um, bridal human party, pretty much, because uh, we b- on both sides we have non-binary beings. So, well, why can't it just be the bridal party? It, it well, it is the bridal party, but like we're staying away from groomsmen or um, bridesmaids are the words that we're not using. So we're just the bridal party. <laughs> yeah, bridal party. Yeah, it's Olivia's brides people or my brides people is what we've been using. If you look it up online, they recommend saying the phrase attendant. And that is gross. Attendant feels like you're my servant. Yeah, that is so weird. Exactly. So we immediately were like, well, we're not using that. So (laughs) moving on. Wow. Um, Yeah. Language is so funny. I can't wait till we have like a different word for that. Yeah, I'm all ears. I'm I'm also all ears for, you know, an aunt or an uncle non-binary word because uh, those aren't great options right now either. So what are the options out of curiosity? And if you don't know them, that's fine. I was just, I don't think I've thought of that. We were just talking about the other day. Pibbling. I'm sorry. <laughs> P-I-B-I-L-I-N-G. Pibbling. My pibblings, Alex, Joe, and Alice took me to the baseball game last week. The P is from parents, so it's my parents' sibling. Pibbling. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what two words does that smash together? And then there's some there's some ones that end in I's that people use, like T-T, which is Spanish for tia and tio, so aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, ZZ from Italian Zio and Zio, BB, B being non binary, and Nini, but the N from non binary. Okay, okay, interesting. Uh, you could also do Uncle. <laughs> Spell that one, please. Uh, a H N K U H L is like the pronunciation spelling, but how they spell it plain is like A U N C A L E. Oh, okay, okay, so like a mashup of the two. Exactly, yep. And then you have Auntie or Untie. Okay. A combination of Uncle and Auntie slash Auntie. I don't love any of those options, so if somebody could come up with a different option, that would be great. Yeah, those are, that's a hard one. I think Pibbling is probably the easiest one, but... uh, Right now, but like... The P being that aggressive just feels... (laughs) 
out of place. There's just a lot of like p- p- sounds in one word. Yeah, yeah. P- 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 yeah, yeah. P- 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 yeah <laughs> a lot of that. There's like too much of that in one word. But I'm sure we'll get there. There's probably other options we haven't seen yet. So, but for now, we do what we can. Well, I'm glad that we championed that conversation. Beautiful. I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, now you got to do you got to do your line. It's your part. Do your job. What? Until next time. Oh, I thought you were going to say something before that. <laughs> no, I thought that was a good end. You telling me good job is a great end to every episode. So like, good job. And I'm like, yeah. And then you go, <laughs> until next time. All right. Well, in that case, until next time. Until next time.